counselors, approach the bench. I have no further witnesses, Your Honor. Curiosity, I'm allowing this freak show to continue. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. Overruled. Do you swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? Welcome to Movie Mistrial. The podcast where we examine the IMDb Top 250 and IG 4 or against the movies being on that list. My name is Johannes. And I am Raji. Today, we're talking about yet another film on the list. James Cameron, time travel dystopia, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> Terminator 2, Judgment Day was released July 3rd, 1991 and stars Arnold Schwarzenegger, Robert Patrick and Linda Hamilton. Well, before we start melting steel, how's your week been? Uh, good. Good, I think. I mean, watch, yeah, watch this movie, watched um, Terminator 1 yesterday because I felt like I, I've never seen that movie. So I needed the context <laughs> to talk about <laughs> it. <laughs> um, because of it, like arguing that for somebody who hasn't seen the first one, this doesn't make any sense is, is kind of a lame excuse. Um, but yeah, um, kind of uneventful, but that's a good thing. How about yours? Uh, it's not been too bad. Um, daddy duties mostly. Um, work on the other hand. Um, but I think it's been all right. I think that daddy duties are definitely uh, getting bigger and bigger. And I probably will need to take some break from work so I can just focus on that. So, uh, but, you know, being a dad is both good and bad. Yeah. Um, not bad. Not bad. Just good and meh. Uh, it's overrated, uh, <laughs> but it's also pretty cool at the same time. A, a mixed bag of emotions. It is. It is. Uh, you know, having to wake up at 2 a.m. to a baby who is just crying in the bed and running down the staircase to make sure she's fine, only to get to the door and find out she's back asleep. That can get uh, infuriating. Um, but, you know, when she wakes up and she smiles at you and says, well, you, you, I bet you had a good night. <laughs> Everything seems better. <laughs> and that's how they get you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, cool. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's like, it's one of these weeks that are perfectly uninteresting for me yeah. <laughs> we did but, we need uninteresting weeks every once in a while yeah we need uninteresting weeks yeah i um it's 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 good i th I think that every once in a while we need something like that yeah i mean i guess the highlight was uh but the day we recorded is one day after the eurovision song contest um played out yesterday so um that's kind of the, the European gay Super Bowl, if you want to think about it like that. You know, I, actually, <laughs> I was happy. <laughs> I actually turned on the Peacock app today to watch the soccer games, uh, the football games. Yeah. And uh, when I saw it, I saw Eurovision on there. And I was like, huh, the Eurovision happened? I didn't see the, I didn't watch it, but it was like, I saw the movie and I was, I'm still intrigued by the whole thing. Uh, but, you know, maybe one of these days, I'm probably gonna watch. Uh, I'm probably gonna watch an episode or two of that. Oh, it's so it's it's one for our live show. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, were there any standout performances? I really enjoyed uh, Australia. They were the strongest for me. Um, Australia and Europe? Well, it's it's all about the TV. It's weird. But it's like TV broadcasting stuff, and that's what, how the connection to Europe happens with australia it's it's strange um everybody's like why is australia in this thing is (laughs) new zealand in there too no (laughs) see this is weird man (laughs) i know it's (laughs) it's very weird but um yeah they did they did germany dirty again Mm. because germany is last (laughs) Did, did they do some hard rock hard metal no it's i mean it's it's the most milk toast soft pop song well it's kind of so so the, the dude from germany is, is like half german half american and mm. apparently the american half is from detroit so he's kind of a wannabe eminem <laughs> and in the song you, you kind of there, there's some lose yourself in there as well so it's like uh, i get it but it's also not the worst song that was performed there out of the interesting 25 but wow yeah zero That'd points be... from the jury six points from all of Europe. <laughs> oh my God. They, all right. <laughs> That's very interesting that they had to find that guy to do it and he sucked so bad. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a hard competition, I guess. Yep. All right. Anyway, uh, should, we, um, should we go into our competition here? Yes. Let's talk <laughs> about this, this wonderful, bad, great, stupendous film. <laughs> Terminator um, 2. Judgment Day. Um, But before we do that, let's hear a synopsis. In this sequel, set 11 years after The Terminator, young John Connor, the key to civilization's victory over a future robot uprising, is the target of the shape-shifting T-1000, a Terminator sent from the future to kill him. Another Terminator, the revamped T-800, has been sent back to protect the boy. As John and his mother go on a run with the T-800, the boy forms an unexpected bond with the robot. And we're back. Uh, so, yeah. Crazy movie, I guess. Um, let's, let's figure out who's on which side. The robots or the humans? Heads or tail? I'm going to go with tails today, just to, just, to, just to liven it up. I have a feeling it's going to land on tails. And your feeling is correct. I knew it. Oh, see. I knew when to t- uh, switch. Switch. <laughs> All right. I'm going to argue for this film. Okay. <clears throat> I had well, a feeling you. I had a feeling you were going to argue against this film, anyways. I. I actually. I don't know. I'm. I'm open-minded right now. So. Right, yeah. So I guess. Uh, Let's see uh let's see your argument then. The witness will address this court as judge or your honor. Your honor. Uh, Terminator 2 Judgment Day, a time travel movie that a time travel movie that uh, feigns being good through action and set pieces and um, technology advances. Um that sure impressed the people in 1991 um but nowadays just look bizarre and and weird um a story that's very predictable and um 
a character progression from the female lead that doesn't make any sense in my opinion um all that is kind of combined uh into mindless summer action movie um of no substantial value really we we don't really learn anything here that's not uh, been discussed in the first one so why do we have this movie um i'm still puzzled why this movie exists and um partially this comes through uh, it's basically the same story than the first one um it's and and, and not a good reimagination of the first one um the character that was established in the first one uh, played by linda hamilton um makes a complete 180 in the beginning is completely different from when we uh, leave her in the first one so that's a little bizarre how she's all of a sudden this crazy psycho um and then I feel like a lot of the time travel stuff doesn't make any sense. Uh, it's like, okay, so let's go back again and, and try it one more time, but go to a different time. And then there's the counter attack. So it's basically the same as the first one, just with updated effects and a different cast. Um, and making the the antagonist Terminator the, the good guy in this one. Uh, so... I guess my argument is it's it's kind of lazy. Cool. Um, <laughs> it's a very interesting argument to go for. I'm going to be able to destroy that argument relatively easily. The jury, ladies and gentlemen, people who are listening to this wonderful podcast, I am here to talk about one of the quintessential summer flicks, one of the best action films ever made, um, one of the most... I mean, this movie is probably one of the reasons why we have blockbusters because this movie was a popcorn flick from very beginning to the very end. So I'm going to go through some of the points I'm going to use to highlight what I'm trying to say. I'm going to talk about the fact that, number one, this movie is self-contained. You don't have to see Terminator 1, even though it has strong nods to the original film. There are a couple of Easter eggs for the users who had seen Terminator 1. Like, why was she so scared of T-1000 or the Terminator played by Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm not entirely sure. Um, and why Why was... So basically, there were um, expectation setting from the first one that gets uh, rerouted in the second one. So it's... Um, what's the word? it subverts your expectation in this film. Then you get strong action film, action sets. You have humor, which was not a part of the first film. Um, it's a lot more humorous, uh, lots more Pepsi showing, um, lots more uh, better set pieces, better action scenes, better quips, and um, extremely memorable lines. Hasta la vista, baby. That's what I'm gonna. That's what I'm gonna share. These are the points I'm gonna use to argue that this movie deserves to be in the IMDb top two hundred and fifty. It's it's a spectacular film, and and the point that you know Johannes made 
about the the graphical uh, effects not living up to expectations for the the days we're living in. I think that I watched the movie, and while the graphics are not great, I still think they're good enough for today. Uh, I, I I still think that they they hold out, uh, and they and the most important part of it is that they are contextual to the film, and it works for the film. Um, so I think this movie is really good. <laughs> um, really good. Uh, I mean, this is like a remastered album. Uh, you know, from from your favorite band. Um, sure, it sounds a little better. It looks a little better. Um, maybe the acting is a little stronger. Maybe they tied up, you know, some mistakes here and there. But it is essentially the first movie. Um, and I think it is very self-referential. I think the... You said it's a standalone movie... Mm, I'm not sure I fully agree with that because a lot of the, you know, when, when what's her name sees uh, the uh, Schwarzenegger Terminator first, she's freaking out, right? And it's like, why? Sarah Connor, duh. Um, <laughs> she's freaking out, right? And she's running away, even though he's the good guy now. Um, and I feel there's, there's a lot lost there. That's not necessarily clear. Well, you know, that it, it feels like there's backstory that we need to know in order to understand her character motivation, um, to understand why she's in the, in the institution, uh, and to understand kind of the danger she's in and, or not. So... I don't know. It's it's just kind of a lazy rehash. Like I said, it, it feels like you know. Oh, let let's let's redo the first one. We got a little more money. The first one was more successful. Let's try out our new visual effects uh, that we learned from the abyss and see how we can update that, um, and kind of progress visual effects. So I guess that's a silver lining. But. Um, yeah, I've, I I don't understand. With the first one, that's already great. Like, why do we need a second one? So I'm going to counter your points about... I, I think you've, you've talked about the fact that this movie is a rehash of the first film um, quite quite often, and I think I'm going to take that head on. T1 is a, is a horror film. Um, I've seen it a long time ago, um, but to be honest with you, I don't remember much about it. I mean, I, I I do think that you know I know that they both came from the the uh, the past to affect the future. One came to um, save Sarah Connor, and one came to de- destroy uh, uh, Sarah Connor. So there was a human and a Terminator in that one. So it was a T eight hundred, I'm guessing. Um, but in the second one, it's an action film with hints of humor. So the tone of the film is totally different. There's no, it's, it's not scary like the first one. The first one was gritty um, and uh, it lacked humor. T2 is more fun, more humanizing, more sentimental because one of the things they tried to do was they tried to humanize the T-800. And I think that made a mistake 
in the first one they said they called it the T-1000, but it's the T-800, which is played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, and they wanted to humanize him uh, and make him uh, a lot more likable. And, you know, a lot of, lots of people cried at the end of Terminator 2 when he talked about uh, the human tears and him not being able to reproduce that. It's, it's sad when he sacrifices himself in the molten lava. But let's talk about some of the set pieces in this film, man. Going through the 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 semi chasing the bike along the the the, the Los Angeles water waterway. That was pretty. That was really really good. Even though we saw several players, <laughs> people playing Arnold Schwarzenegger in that scene, it was uh, it was relatively obvious. Um, but the set pieces are amazing how he turned into a nitrogen, how he was um, going through walls, how he was doing also, you know, going through the floor, becoming part of the floor. All of those stuff, things, they'd never done those in action films at that particular time. All of those ideas were revolutionary, all right? Um, people hadn't seen, seen things like that. Uh, and then they made it all encompassed in a movie that... I, you were talking about the fact that she was in a mental institution and people didn't know what it was. And I'm going to use this opportunity to talk about how self-contained this film was. At the very beginning of the film, they set the context of why the characters were where they were. They set the context for why Sarah Connor was in the hospital. They set the context about, you know, what happened to the robot because he said he couldn't find it anywhere. Anybody who watched the first Terminator film would, or anybody at all, who wanted to understand the reasons why people were at the state they were in, they could get it from the very beginning of the film. And then, you know, you then get to understand the the stakes, which was nuclear annihilation. The stakes were high. Then you get to see that it was a family story. Something with stakes so big, they encompassed it between the story. Uh, they, they reduced the scope uh, to the story of how a mother and a child are trying to cope with, with the fact of being hunted. Um, and the woman, she, um, Sarah Connor, played by Linda Hamilton, she wasn't a damsel in distress. She took initiatives in some situations. So that was groundbreaking too. She was not the damsel in distress and she made big decisions in this film. So I think that this movie is... Uh, is great especially i mean we talked about star wars and how quotable some of those lines are uh i think it's the same for this one this is a quintessential action film from the explosions which we got a lot of to the concept of not killing which was not something that happened in terminator one the idea that you know uh he was told not to kill and he he, he obeyed um I, I I don't know. I, I find your arguments to not be as strong uh, for this film. And I feel like, uh, you know, Terminator 2 is as good as it sounds. Uh, I, I think the so set pieces, the, you, you mentioned the um, truck and the uh, motorcycle in the L.A. River. Um, I feel like I've seen very similar action pieces in Knight Rider of all places where they also have a gigantic truck and chasing cars and, and destroying things. 
So I wasn't really impressed by the N9 Rider happened like years before this. Um, so I wasn't super impressed by that. I think the the humor feels bizarrely out of place. Um, and like, sure, you know, Schwarzenegger Terminator sacrifices himself. Um, but then we had to put the thumbs up cherry on top. And it's just corny and cheesy and completely out of place because it takes the the gravitas of the moment uh, away and, and goes for a cheap laugh. I, th- I think it's like uh, eye rolling um, in that. Um, and sure, quotable lines, but are, are we now rating movies by uh, how many lines we can quote from them? Like that's. I, th- I think that a movie that has a lot of quotable lines is an indication of how well it affected people. Because all movies have lines. If the lines are quotable, that means the lines affect people quite a lot. I don't know. I think it's... Uh, that seems like a like a weird uh, gauge for popularity. It's like, oh, people say hasta la vista. So the movie is good. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that the movie affected a lot of people so much that I spent a lot of my time, my summers, when I was younger, listening to people saying, hasta la vista, baby, hasta la vista, baby. And that line became extremely popular and it transcended the film. That's the point I'm trying to make. So the the movie got better because people idolized the movie. <laughs> no, I think the movie was good. People loved the characters and then... They found quotable lines that they were able to use for decades. That's the point I'm trying to make. Hmm. And I think the subversion of 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 uh, expectations is one of the strong suits because, um, especially for people who watched the original Terminator, they could come into this film and see a totally different perspective of the Terminator in this one. And, you know... I they're, they're, I mean the main plot is similar. Um you the have same. you have you have uh you have guys coming from the past to protect a woman and a child or a woman uh and they try to save the day, but the tone is different. The tone is totally different and basically the end goal is totally different. One is just to save a son, the second one is to save the world. So the, the the scope is bigger. They came back to prevent the apocalypse, nuclear de- nuclear annihilation. So the but the movie would have been sour, and I think this is the reason why the original Terminator doesn't seem to do well uh, compared to the second one. It's because of cheesy stuff like you know getting burned and giving the thumbs up because of cheesy lines like Hasta la Vista, baby. It's because of those things that the original Terminator isn't as strong, isn't as competitive as this one in terms of box office numbers, in terms of quotable lines, and in terms of popularity. What you are pointing out are are negatives of this film, are the reasons why this movie is in almost everybody's uh, vernacular these days. I mean, the the more I've seen of the Terminator franchise, uh, because there, there there have been more recent movies, um, it, it's all the same stuff, right? So it's like, 
sure, I guess if you find a, a formula that works, right, run with it and make all the money you can. But it's 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 all the same. Like it's it's always the same. And it's like I said, like my my main argument is um, this is a rehash of the first one. Sure, they they adjusted a couple of things, but fundamentally, it's it's the same. We don't learn anything new. I think the the reframing that you did uh, was like oh uh, in one of them it's it's only a personal you know saving the kid versus saving the world um i don't think that's necessarily true i think both are fundamentally about we need to protect these people in order for us to win against the machines in the future right the future is at stake we're, we're fighting a future we're fighting a war in our time that to ensure that we win in the future <laughs> um and and i guess that that begs the question um of, of so many time travel tropes where it's like you cannot change the future right if you, if you go back um so because like if 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 you if you can then you have a back to the future uh, kind of type situation which i guess in this movie is not you know the, the status quo has remained so i guess we wasted 2 hours of of our lives with a movie that kind of doesn't go anywhere because the goals that we set out in the beginning to maintain the status quo has been achieved but I think uh, they set the, they set that expectation up from the very beginning um, when they were talking about fate not being destiny and your fate has not been written. You can always rewrite your fate. So I, I, I think that they set that up quite clearly at the very beginning of the film. And it was a continuous, um, continuous thing that they mentioned. It's, you remember when um, uh, John Connor was talking to uh t800 or uh um to about where uh, his mom was going to be and the guy was talking about how she was talking about how fate was not uh was not a guarantee uh and that you can rewrite history uh you can rewrite the future basically and then they determined that they had gone to the the location of who created the skynet uh skynet machine uh those scenes show that things were impactful from the very beginning. I also think that the director did a good job of setting expectations in the beginning and then, um, what do you call it, reusing those expectations towards the end, like the scene where he changes his uh, face and outlook uh, to match a human. They used that several times in the film. Um, and so basically you get a situation where points are hammered in about the powers um and nothing was a uh nothing jumped out as a big surprise uh that took you out of the film at any point i also think that you know the point where you were talking about how sarah was in a psychiatric hospital um was was earned because we find out that she had tried to blow up a, a computer factory um and when they had discussions with her, she was talking about the fate of the human human uh, world um, and how the world was going to be destroyed if she didn't take action. And people, you know, 
put her in an insane asylum because it seems so far-fetched. So I think that the, the, in terms of story, the, the story is very tight. The script is very tight. Um, there's character growth. Even in the even in the machines, um, and even in Sarah Connor, because you know, at the very beginning she wanted to blow everything up, but you know, even at the end of the of the film, the, the fact that she could you know humor uh, the the robot and uh, and make decisions like not killing the guy who created the uh, the chip in the very first place uh, were signs of growth. I think the movie is quite done, is quite well done. I think it's the quintessential action film. The very few action films that stand out to this, I think this is probably one of the best action films ever made. Um, Die Hard is probably one of those too, uh, but this movie is, is top quality. Top quality. It should be higher in our list. Mm. I mean, when we talk action movies, I think there's there is a few that stick out that are kind of more iconic um over this uh speed the rock con air just to name a few but you know that's the beauty of movies we can uh, disagree (laughs) (laughs) that is true that is true um should should we talk go to the sidebar and talk uh, about the movie I, i don't have anything else all right, let's let's go to the sidebar uh, and talk some of the films. Your Honor, I'd like to ask for a recess. So, when I was watching this, I was I was I was thinking about this is kind of that that thought experiment of would you go back in in time and murder uh, baby Hitler? And this is essentially that movie. <laughs> Right, mm-hmm. only the, only that uh, this is not uh, you know um, baby Hitler is the human race <laughs> and the robots want to go back in and I guess that's kind of interesting um, I, this movie has some iconic scenes and that's that's the only way I've I've seen Terminator One and Two only through clips because there are there are so so many iconic clips, um, like visual effects breakdowns and how revolutionary the um, the um, not Robert Pattinson, <laughs> James um, Cameron, no the um, Robert Patrick oh. uh, Terminator is, um, and. I think this movie deserves a lot of praise for bringing visual effects forward. Um, still, there's a lot of, like you said, the, like very obvious body doubles, very obvious um, prosthetics, and and all that. But it's uh, effects-wise, it has a lot going for it. And I think since we're talking about the future, you can kind of um, look over the um, visual quality of it. Because it can be like, you know, that's just how it is in the future. Um, so, I mean, if, all in all, I think it, it's an entertaining movie. I think it's a little overblown on like how 
how much relevance this has because I don't think it's necessarily a great action movie. I feel like the action side pieces, like the one that six out six out is the one that you mentioned in the LA River, but the the one in that office building is kind of lame, I think. Um, and the 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 stuff we see in the future is also kind of lame. So. Um, so yeah, this this movie kind of falls back to um, the the quotable lines, the humanizing twist of of the Schwarzenegger Terminator, and um, I guess the menacing quality of of the Robert Patrick Terminator. Um. If I was going to find any fault in this film, I probably would have talked about some of the acting uh, by the peripheral characters. I think that some of them were a little too flat, um, especially the one <laughs> where John Connor was like, she's going to blow me up! And I was like, oh my God, this is really, really, <laughs> really, really bad. Uh, but the thing about it is, uh, they happen few and far between. It's not enough to knock the film. I, I, I think that despite some of the stiff acting and some of the, uh, what do you call it? Um, and there's some inconsistencies in the film. Yeah. There's some, there's some inconsistencies in the film. Why does he kill some people and why doesn't he kill some people? Why does he um stab the guy who was asking about you know the guy whose truck he stole why does he stab him but not stab the cop the cop in the helicopter you know i'm guessing they're just trying to you know uh say don't kill cops i guess um <laughs> uh so yeah that's uh those are some of the some of the inconsistencies i saw in the film but i still think that this movie is still an excellent film um I mean, hadn't seen. I saw Terminator Two like a million times before I finally saw Terminator One, and Terminator One brought a lot of things into view about some of the reasons why some of the characters were doing some of the things they were doing. But I still think that if you didn't watch Terminator One, you'd still have a fun time with this film because it was at the core it was just a mom and a son trying to survive being chased by two. Uh, by a, by a an unstoppable force, um, but you know, there's a there's a bunch of uh, great coincidences where the nitrogen truck arriving uh, just to show the cool effects of that, and the fact that they ended up in a molten lava factory, an iron factory, where the effects of the nitrogen stuff could be uh, neutralized, and we could see water form together to create a robot again. Woo! Um, I, I, I think that there's some coincidental things you can argue against the film for, but, uh, you know, I still like, you mentioned a couple of other action films. I, I think this movie, uh, is better than speed. I think this movie is better than, uh, you know, Con Air or The Rock, which, which are great action films to be fair, but this is a personal thing. You know, everybody has their own views. In my perspective, this movie is either the top or the second top action film of all time. It's so rewatchable. So rewatchable. Um, I think it's an excellent film. Yeah, I mean, I think the 
the fascinating thing about this movie is that they were able to completely reframe and redesign the image of the Terminator so that they completely lift from the first one um, you know the image of, of the Schwarzenegger Terminator and reinvent him into this funny goofy um, protector um and visually too, right? They they completely reinvent him in in into this leather biker, um, and and then when you go back to the first one, he looks goofy as hell, and it's it's bizarre because it, he's losing some of the menacing qualities because the way like he he looks, he dresses, it, it, it's just. I mean, you you mentioned it's it's supposed to be a horror movie. Not entirely. I mean, I I, I guess I, I I still think it's more of an action movie. But um, so so I I find that to be fascinating because now in the more recent ones, he's always this leather biker dude. He's never the goofy <laughs> the, the goofy dude from the first one. Um, so kudos on on the design department to. To, to make that better and make it more iconic, I guess. Um, but again, like all of these movies are the same, right? Like, and I, I saw the, the, the more recent movies first and didn't think they were good. Um, and now I've watched the first two and, don't necessarily see why they're so revered. Like I said, the the the, the only reason why I think Terminator Terminator Two is so high is because of advanced visual effects. Because story wise, it's not that great. Acting is not that great. Um, action is pretty good. Um, visual effects revolutionary for the time. Um. So that's where I'm at with this one, uh, I guess. So it's it's kind of a solid, yeah. It's it's okay, I guess. I don't know. I I don't hate it, but I also don't love it. I I, I would say the philosophy of this film was to remove the original Terminator, which was built for a niche market. You know, horror is always niche. You know, it's not a it's not the biggest selling genre in the world, uh, and bring it to a more mainstream audience. I don't think that this, like you said, this the story is not the strong suit. Uh, the story is it's convoluted, uh, but it's the so they they set the stakes early, but ultimately this movie is just about a mom and her son trying to escape from a bad guy. So it's a chase film, kind of like you know a lot of the chase films you've seen in the past with lots of good quips, lots of, it's a, it's a simple premise, but this, but because it's a simple premise, the story is tight. Uh, you can't really go too far left or right on this film. Uh, it's just a tight script. I, 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 it's, I mean, which is probably the quintessential characteristics of any strong action film. 
because the more convoluted you get, the less realistic it is. Uh, Die Hard was a guy who was a Christmas party who gets stuck uh, in a terrorist plot. Speed is about a group of people in, on a bus who gets stopped by a terrorist plot. This movie, simple. Everybody can sit down and watch the film and appreciate the relationships uh, it, and, uh, it garners. And I think that's is the reason why it's so good. And that's the reason why Matrix Resurrections is not so good because it's just convoluted plot, too complex. Not a lot of people can get it. Um, and a lot of, not a lot of people can relate. So it's, it's good. I, I think that's all I have. So, I mean, I, I guess the more I think about it, so the, am I, do I understand this, this correctly, that the technological advances from Cyberdyne are happening because of the first movie, because we have that chip and the arm. Right. Hmm. And and because of that we we go on that path to Terminators. Uh that would probably be what they were trying to achieve. I, I don't think you should think too much about it. There's a reason why <laughs> there's a reason why they didn't spend so long in the future. They only spent like what, five minutes at most in a two hour twenty-five minutes film on the future. I think that's the reason why. And it, it when you think about when you think too hard about it too, they didn't really solve any problem because they left his arm behind. Uh and if they they capture it again, they they, they burnt the robot, they burnt the chips, they burnt the arm, they burnt the other chip, but they left the arm behind because you remember the 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 other terminator toys arm in the gear. Um, he never recovered that. So, in a sense, like you said, we're right at the very beginning again uh, of what happened. Um, but don't think too hard about that. <laughs> I mean, it, it, you know, it's it's just as kind of either either it's kind of a self fulfilling prophecy where you know you cannot change the future. Like it, it'll always it's it's inevitable that we end where we end. Mm-hmm. Um, or we have this this um, loop that doesn't make any sense where in order for the technology in the future to be a thing the future needs to go back in time to drop technology which is kind of an interstellar paradox too mm. right um, but one cannot work without the other. So, you know, so it's like whenever there's time travel, like it's really hard to make it make sense because you have to think about these consequences, right? Do, do in our universe, do we allow for actions to have consequences? Um, as in back to the future, um, that we'll talk about next week or, or not but then if 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 not is the answer can you make a compelling movie <laughs> right mm. because then like the whole plot doesn't go anywhere so yeah i don't i don't know 
Yeah, I, I, I don't I don't want to think too hard about that. <laughs> uh, especially for this film, you know. One of the things that it, the movie does is doesn't focus on on those inconsistencies. So that's I mean, if the movie had focused on those inconsistencies, then I would say that it would have been weaker for it. So, well, I mean, the reason why I thought about it was so had they thrown the chip and the arm into the lava first. Would have the would wouldn't the two terminators been non-existent at that point, <laughs> right? They, because they couldn't exist. <laughs> yep. Uh, but the thing is, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if they're following the Marvel Marvel uh, philosophy of time travel, where you create a new reality when you change the past, but yeah. the main reality, the future, still is consistent. Uh, I don't know which which philosophy they're following uh, on their Back to the Future shindigs. Uh, so I can I can really say I can't yeah. really say. But if if the future is, if the future can be changed, can't be changed, then the whole movie is pointless because those guys who are sending robots back, they will never see the benefits of what they're doing. So, you know, but the thing about it is, do I really want to think about that? I'm not sure. Yeah. Is the future from Terminator 1 the same as the future from Terminator 2? That's another question you begin to ask. Are the two John Connors the same or different? Eh. Eh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in the first one, the the, the whole, like, he's my brother and dad. Hmm. Like, like complete tension was like okay that's interesting but weird um i, I mean good point right is like is is that a different different version of the future that played out but um yeah i mean i guess with the capabilities to travel back in time it's it's why do you choose these ex- these points uh, yeah and like i said don't think about it too much because then it, it it just gets weirder and weirder and not doesn't make any less sense you know and and i guess you can say the same for every single james cameron film don't think about it too much titanic don't think about it too much just enjoy avatar um, avatar don't think about it too much <laughs> just enjoy <laughs> just enjoy the spectacle uh so the movies are very strong on a shallow level uh but don't think too hard because everything will finally begin to break apart yeah um breaking apart i think we're we're at time where we have to break apart as well yeah (laughs) talking about uh going back to the future i think they've mentioned it a few times next movie we're going to be talking about is back to the future yes um uh, we're gonna invent rock and wall next week and we're gonna try to determine if their implementation of time travel is better than that what we saw in the terminator film probably not but we'll see <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i mean they're, they're going going at it from a totally different context yeah yeah so um yeah we'll see how that pans out um but before we get there people can reach us 
You can reach us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter on at Moving is Trial. Or, they can, or, or, or by email at contact at moviemistrial.com. So that's all we have for you. Yep. You can always send us your thoughts and views on those uh, channels, and uh, we'll be more than happy to listen to them. And even respond, if you feel like it. <laughs> if you feel like it. Uh, no, we'll respond. Right. Cool. All right. Take it easy, Thanks. everybody. <laughs>